Do you mind if I do something a little different? What? Again? Oh, no, we haven't even established a solid criteria for what this podcast is supposed to be about in the first place. Yeah, well, it's mine now, and I've got the microphone, so you're going to listen to every damn word I have to say. <clears throat> Name that movie. Anyway, so I was thinking of doing a new section about my stand-up comedy, and I was just wondering how, how to integrate it, and... I've been thinking, a lot of people ask me uh, when I tell them and, you know, when they see me do it, you know, they, uh, you know, even like, you know, funny people, friends of mine, they're like, oh, man, I don't know, I don't know how you could do that. Like, that's, that's so crazy. I'm like, no, you could do it. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're funny, you could do it. And I'm like, no, but I'm like funny in the moment. I'm like, well, yeah, but then when you have a funny moment, you write it down and then you think about that funny moment and think about how you can make it funnier and then you add a bunch of stuff to it, and then you say it in front of a bunch of other people. And then sometimes it goes really well, and sometimes you find out that maybe the stuff that you think is funny, other people don't think is that funny. So then you got to take out some of the bad stuff, and then add some better stuff. and uh, Or just scrap the whole bit altogether, which is, you know, it's all part of the process. So, I uh, just wanted to get, let you guys in a little bit further into my mind and how I develop my comedy bits, if you don't mind, if you will. <clears throat> so, um, I, uh, I try to incorporate, like, like, little philosophical nuggets into my comedy and, like, see who picks up on it. Uh, like, this one I did recently about polar bears. Um, it started, uh, like, it kind of sparked from a conversation that I had had with one of my friends about, uh, you know, he was t we were talking about, you know, when Ezra died, you know, he said it's, like, such a horrible thing, and it's terrible, and I'm like, yeah, it, like, it definitely was horrible and terrible, but now I have, a like, a whole new perspective on life that I never would have had if I hadn't gone through this, and, you know, just learning through my suffering and everything, and, like, I feel, I don't know, I, I definitely, I feel like I'm a stronger person on the other end of this, and I've, uh, realized that, kind of, you know, some of the, the depths of my resolve, and uh, now I'm slowly starting to pull myself out of that depression, and that's kind of part of this comedy thing. So, you know, he says it's, uh, yeah, it was so horrible, and I said, you know, yes, but there's also good things about it, and I thought about, for some reason, it just popped into my head, because, oh yeah, it was on somebody's Christmas sweater, and uh, just it was just a polar bear, and I think I'd heard Joe Rogan talking about polar bears on his podcast recently or something, so polar bears were in my brain for some reason. And I thought the contrast between, you know, the sweater polar bear and the actual polar bear, and, you know, how, you know, people picture polar bears, oh, they're so, they're cute and cuddly and just, you know, hanging out with Santa Claus at the North Pole, but, you know, in real life, polar bears are actually, you know, monsters that, you know, kill babies and everything. And uh, if you want to look it up, the bit is called... Uh, polar Bears Man, dot, dot, dot. Uh, that's on YouTube. Uh, I tried to find a way to integrate it, to get the audio from it onto my phone so I could upload it onto the podcast, but I was unsuccessful, so I will have to give you some time in between to go look that up, or just after that on your own time, check it out, and uh, you'll see all the thought that went into it. <laughs> anyway... 
So, uh, yeah, that kind of sparked my mind about, you know, everything, everything in life is, you know, life, uh, this world is actually perfect because, you know, there's good and evil and there's a little bit of, uh, darkness in the light and a little bit of light in the darkness and can't have one without the other, yada, yada, yin and yang. And so, so that sparked that idea. And, uh, I wanted to add little bits about, uh, on my depression because I had, uh, I'd had an idea before about uh how I sometimes feel like a caged animal like like I don't know like I always feel like I like I lack a sense of adventure in my life or something you know I you know with my natural love for the martial arts or something you know I feel like maybe I was a samurai in a past life I've always been oddly drawn to Japan, like, even before I was into anime, like, I really liked samurai stuff, and, like, it was, for some reason, was, like, my favorite kind of martial arts. Anyway, so, uh, <clears throat> where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so I, I, I know, so I feel like a dangerous person on the inside, kind of, like, I, like, I'm a little bit wild, like an animal that's in a cage in a zoo, and, like, you know, I just feel like I'm just working a regular nine-to-five job, and, you know, it just feels like, a kind of like I'm just standing around and I'm not really living my purpose and I felt like a an animal originally I was going to say a lion because those are majestic but uh you know for logistical purposes you know the only bear enclosures I've seen you know I've seen there's uh there's one they actually have ones where you can jump over the fence but there's like a big canyon in between and uh I don't know if it's like that everywhere but usually lions are a little bit more enclosed so for logistical purposes, and because I had polar bears on the brain, uh, it became polar bears. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you're going to go watch the video right now, uh, um, Sammy McCrory, the, uh, hopefully I got her last name right. Not that I owe her one or anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So my last name is DeYoung, and uh, I, I understand that it's like, hard to pronounce because it's D-E-J-O-N-G and it's a Dutch name and like I always have to tell people in advance and stuff or remind them but uh <laughs> like right before I went up she was like all right so I know this guy's been here before and I totally forgot how to pronounce his last name again and I want to sound like an asshole so I'm going to introduce him as Josh Dijon Mustard everybody <laughs> so uh yeah that was pretty fun <laughs> and um that's fine so I like as I had a little off the cuff remarks for that, and um, so yeah, so I uh, pulled, so I got into the polar bears, and you know, yeah. Then that would be a good time to, if you're going to stop in the middle and check it out, then you might want to go and watch it right now, and then maybe I'll do a little commercial break in between, and then we can come back and I can break down everything that went into it and how I wanted it to go and stuff now that I've set the stage for you so BRB alright so if you took that time to actually listen to the bit then good for you you'll understand more of what I'm about to talk about and if not I'm gonna get into it anyway so spoilers ahead <clears throat> so yeah picking up after that took a few turns um, just a few things I wanted to mention about it uh, uh, things I wish I would have added. 
I wish I would have added a little bit more in the, like, commentary to the bear combat. And, uh, oh, yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> my, well, one of the little nuggets in there was that when I said maximum effort, that was a Deadpool reference. I don't know, for those that don't know, the uninitiated, but I was, I was glad that it, it took a few seconds for people to pick up on, and then one guy in the back just went, ha! I think that was Cody, I'm pretty sure. What's up, bud? <laughs> and, uh. Oh, yeah, and I gave a shout-out to Charlie, because Charlie, uh, if I had to describe his style, he's kind of like like Brian Callen on crack. Like, he's like just moving all over the stage, and then he, uh, and during his set, he said this, he made this one joke about, he's like, man, I just want to go out a blaze of glory, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to skydive into a shark's mouth. So I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, oh, yeah, and the little bit that I said about uh, going to schools saying don't fight bears, that was just sort of an on-the-fly thing that just uh, sort of popped out of my mouth, and I'm like, that's, well, that's, that's going to go in there permanently now. I didn't plan that ahead, actually. And, um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, things I would edit, I, I used the phrase living my best life twice, or like living the bear's best life and living my best life in Kalamazoo. And, uh, oh, now I wanted to elaborate more on, like, in the hospi- the hospital conversation when I was talking about, uh, like, the worst part about the fight after, after fighting the bear is if I would survive, and then I'd have to have the conversation with my wife and girlfriend. And then I, I was going to circle it back to how it wasn't, you, you know, after explaining our situation, I was going to circle it back to... Like it wasn't going to be them arguing. It was going to be both of them like yelling at me in stereo like, What the hell were you thinking? And I was going to say something like, Well, I was thinking I wasn't going to be having this conversation, babes. <laughs> or something snarky like that. Punch it up at the end. Um, but yeah, I think that... Oh, and I wanted to circle it back in the end about... Because I don't think I really drove the point home on uh, whether or not polar bears are awesome or awful, but, I don't know, maybe I'll save that for, eventually I want to, like, revise all of this and, uh, you know, actually maybe type it all out and write it down and, like, visually, so it's, it'll help me, like, visually edit out the parts that I want to and, uh, you know, change some words, because, um, I feel like I'm at my maximum potential when I'm doing the, like, the written word and I'm able to, you know, edit it out piece by piece and, find, you know, better ways to phrase things and just sort of go in like a surgeon and take out words and phrases and switch them out and, you know, make it, you know, make the set setups better. And then I think I'm going to, yeah, eventually turn this into a special. And I actually have more jokes about bears, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of feel like a Jim Gaffigan audience member in my own writing process, I'm like, I didn't know there was going to be this many bear jokes. But uh, I actually started writing one about Winnie the Pooh before. That's, uh, I'm going to do another one about that at a different time. So anyway, from there, pretty much the rest of the stuff I did was um, <clears throat> just what uh, what I had going on in my life. Um, honestly, there uh, weren't even really any jokes there. You know, I went from explaining... I'm in a relationship with my wife, who I've been married to since September 22, 
and uh, now whose name is Bobby. She's wonderful. And uh, now we've introduced a new person into our relationship. Uh, her name's Sam. And we're, uh, yeah, we uh, couldn't be happier. And this is something that, like, I never thought I would be entering into. You know, I was very conservative. I've only had, um, Bobby and I have only had sex with each other. Like, we we waited till we were married. We were good little Christian kids and everything. And, uh, but then Sam came along and, like, she just fit. I don't know. There was just something about her. We couldn't, we couldn't figure out exactly what it was. And, but, yeah, she just, like, all of a sudden, she was just, like, in. She's just part of our lives now. And, like, uh, and I, I, it, it almost makes sense. Like, I, like, I love her so much. Like, we get along so great because we have so many of the same, um, personality traits and uh character flaws so <laughs> when she sees me she actually she picks up on mine really quick and she because she notices it because she knows that she does it herself so like but you know so and she's way into psychology and by way like i am you know which well i shouldn't say like i am because i have like at one like call it one college credit i think and she's like one credit away from her master's degree so little bit way more into it than I am, so, but she's really good at helping with, you know, my, working through my anxiety and depression and stuff, and, you know, helping even with my, like, ADD, like, she works with autistic kids all the time, so, like, uh, like, she, like, she's really good with, um, applied behavior analysis, you know, she's, uh, she got, like, B.F. Skinner books lying around the house, and, just overall really cool, and overall it just it just kind of makes sense for my life. I've always gotten along swimmingly with lesbians for some reason. I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, when I was young and awkward and couldn't talk to girls, they were like, girls I could talk to, because the pressure was just off, but simultaneously they were kind of like dudes with feelings, which was awesome. It was like exactly what I needed a lot of the time. Like, I remember one time... Like, I had gotten into a fight or something with my first girlfriend, and we were at, I think it was like a Skeletones, or maybe it was mixtape at that point, but anyway, I was really upset, and I went outside, and like, I was about to start crying or something, and I was embarrassed, and like, I didn't know what I was, like, do, what I was doing, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna like crying for people, like, I just I wanted to like, run away, and then one of her friends, uh, Tara came out, and she, and, uh, <laughs> basically what she said, like, dude, she was being a total bitch in there, don't even worry about it, and then she gave me a hug. And I was like, that was exactly what I needed. Thank you. <laughs> it was just like, and that's very, she's very that. And so like Sam's very much that in our relationship. And she's like, like I said, she understands how my mind works. And uh, I'm not always the best with words. I don't know if you've noticed, but I tend to ramble a lot and talk circularly when getting to the point. And that's not always the best thing in a relationship that can lead to a lot of misunderstandings but Sam understands where I'm coming from and like she can help Bobby understand so that's awesome and uh so yeah we've been like telling everybody about you know we've been kind of keeping it like on the down low because we weren't sure how everybody was going to react but like Sam's family's all about it I mean basically they've accepted Bobby and I with open arms I mean Christmas was awesome this year like dude Sam's mom got just like a bunch of stocking stuffer things. Like she got Bob, and she got Bobby a new 
silverware set and a new uh it's not even a toaster oven it's like a what's one of those air fryer ovens i don't know it does everything it's amazing and oh she bought me a jujitsu gi it's like orange and she bought me a like a goku rash guard like it's his like his outfit where you know he's wearing the blue and the orange thing but it's all torn up and shit like after he's fought frieza or something so yeah, they, they've been awesome, so they're all about it. Um, Bobby's family has always been, hey, do whatever makes you happy. And uh, so when we called my parents about it, um, my mom was notably upset. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but like I said, I was... Yes, I think I said I was raised Christian and very uh, fundamentalist and everything. And my mom was upset by the news and I understood because it was like so outside of her realm of understanding and oh the joke I made I think was uh <laughs> I was gonna try to like introduce like I was just bring we, we started bringing Sam around and like every time we would come over for lunch and I said you know we we're just gonna start like introducing the idea slowly and just kind of show her the positive effects of you know what she's doing like kind of like marijuana which is really exactly what I did, because when I started smoking weed, I was 24 years old, and still scared to tell, tell my parents about it, because, I mean, I'd struggled with depression, so, like, my moods and things had always been unstable, and I'd, I'd been off medication for a while, and I was starting to feel the, because, you know, I would go through cycles of, you know, taking medication, oh, I feel better, my life's actually not that bad, you know, maybe I don't need medication anymore, and then I stopped taking medication, and I'm like, uh, everything's meaningless again. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm fat and miserable. What the hell am I doing with my life? And uh, that's exactly where I was in 2014. And, yeah, I was like 265 pounds, something like that. And, yeah, it was Black Friday. I started smoking weed. And, you know, like, lost, started losing a ton of weight. I was way happier. You know, I, was, my depre I, you know, I smoked a pretty much every day, my depression was basically gone, which, you know, my parents were saying, you know, that was great, like, they were happy about, you know, seeing me acting more like myself again, but, you know, I was still scared to tell them that I was smoking weed until a whole year later, and, uh, you know, my mom was even, like, scared at one point and asked my brother, like, because I was losing weight, like, really fast, but, and I, which I attribute to, like, just being less stressed out about everything, and I know that like cortisol is the stress hormone that makes you breaks down muscle and makes you retain belly fat. So I kind of think maybe it had something to do with that, but I don't know. I'm not a scientist. That's all just bro science, basically. But uh, so yeah, lots of positive effects. And like, but, oh yeah, she even asked my brother, like, is he on like taking like diet pills or something, or or is he on drugs? Like, I don't know if she thought I was doing coke or something because I was losing weight so fast. But you know. John, who was uh, who was, who was you know, trying to be a good brother at the time, was like, yeah, he's like, I don't know, yeah, he's, you know, he kept quiet about it, solid, but yeah, so I was trying to slowly introduce this idea, and then eventually she outright asked me over the phone, uh, oh yeah, on the night of the anniversary of Ezra's death, <clears throat> that's right, um, she was just asking, so what's what is Sam to you guys? Like, what, I'm like, and then I tried explaining, you know, like I said before, like, all, everything I was saying before, like, well, Sam's, like, part of our lives now, and she's the da-da-da, she's like, okay, no, 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 but, like, 
Like, define it. What are you guys? Like, a, a thruple? And I'm like, yeah, like, I guess you could call it that. Or, like, a polyamorous relationship, I think. I don't know. Like, honestly, this is all really new to us, too. I don't know what to call it. All I know is that we're happy with it. And I'm like, like, we all love each other. And, like, we're happy with this arrangement. And then she's like, okay. It's like, just give me some time to, you know, think and pray about it. Like, and, help, and you know, pray for me. Help me for for understanding and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And, uh, and then later my brother John hit me up. Oh, no, that was the same day, uh, anniversary of Ezra's death. My brother John hit me up, said he wanted to grab dinner sometime. So the next week, uh, actually he just, we decided to do breakfast because I work third shift. So the next week he started, he came to pick me up and we were going to grab breakfast, and I was like, all right, cool, real low-key, and, you know, me and him hadn't talked for a while, and I thought it was kind of weird, but I'm like, oh, this will give us a chance to catch up, and then I show up, and my other brother and dad are there, and I'm like, oh, is this, are they doing, like, this isn't an intervention, and then basically, I once again tried to explain the nature of our relationship, and they were like, basically just went, mm-hmm, 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 well, here's what we have, and then they pulled out letters from each of them, and then read the one from my mom, explaining how uh, Bobby has violated our vows, and we've been, and you know, she's never gotten along with Bobby for whatever reason, just because I believe, and I even told them this, I believe it's associated with the fact that she and I started dating when I was 19 years old and I was in the process of becoming a man and making my own decisions anyway. And like, she's, both of us have done, have grown a lot over the last few years, you know, we've, and we did that together. Like that's like, we were basically like just post high school sweethearts. So like we've been together forever and we grew to, grew up together and we've like, and she's like the reason I've grown so much because I've, you know, when I'm on my own, like I don't really have a reason to better myself, but when you're in a relationship with somebody that you really care about, it makes you want to be a better person. So I had that going for me. But for whatever reason, her mom, my, Bobby and my mom never really got along. And, uh, like, ultimately, when she said, you know, breaking the vows, and, like, we said, she said we've been, get, you know, over the years we've tried, tried and tried and had different discussions about it. And for whatever reason, they've just never been able to get along. And then finally, my mom decided that we've been gaslighting her into believing she's been doing something wrong. And it's been Bobby's fault the whole time. And she's been, like, in this, like, manipulative, controlling relationship. Oh, she said uh, that Bobby was using Ezra as an emotional pawn. So, (laughs) that was awesome to hear. And, uh... So basically, I tried to reiterate all of my points again, and they continuously shot them down for the rest of the conversation until I had to leave, and that was kind of a bummer. That's not how I wanted it to go, because, especially because I was just expecting breakfast with my brother, and I got ambushed with an intervention, which was awesome. So... Maybe stand-up wasn't the best time to bring that up, but it was just so fresh in my mind that I had to say something about it. Oh, and one last thing about the bit before I wrap this up. Uh, My uncle totally did almost pay me $5,000 not to marry Bobby uh, after we announced that we were engaged. 
Now, why didn't I just take the money and get married anyway? Well, uh, obvious question. The reason is I didn't find out until a couple years after the fact. And uh, so there wasn't really much I could do about it except uh, stay home from Christmas that year, too. Because I didn't want to see him and cuss him out in front of his kids. And uh, I just thought maybe that wouldn't be cool. So anyway, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, that was, they just did about, what, like 25 minutes on six, seven minutes worth of material. So yeah, now you know a little bit more about the mind behind the humor. And um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm gonna, probably going to start doing more of these, like I said. Uh, let me know what you thought of it. And... Uh, just remember, if if you start getting too stressed out with the, you know, the weight of life and existential dread and everything, just remember that if you mind your mind, well, then your mind, it just won't mind. So mind your mind. Mind!